um, Danielle Wright, she, her, hers, and I guess I have a new title now, um, Access Services Supervisor. For the Sarah Lawrence Library, I'm Tim Kale, and this is the Sarah Lawrence Library Podcast. For today's episode, we're joined by Danielle Wright to discuss library processes, favorite foods, superheroes, and more. Before we go any further, though, I'd like to encourage you to give the podcast a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. Those reviews are essential in us climbing the ranks and finding our audience. Also, remember to visit the library website where you can check your library account, reserve a study room, or book a consultation with one of our research librarians. Thank you once again, dear listener, for sharing your time with us. We hope it is worth your while. So let's get to it. It is time for Danielle Wright. Okay, so what does an access services supervisor do? Um, I guess it's kind of overseeing the student staff at the library and going over any access issues before it like escalates to like the head of access services, kind of like relaying that info to them. What's the sort of info you would relay? Um, mostly fines or any scheduling issues. Okay, so what was your title before? Before I was a circulation services assistant, okay. and like it's too many S's for me, so I'm already struggling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, cool. Um, so, what is this? Might seem like a really basic library question, but I think it's useful for our listeners to know like what is circulation. You know, we circulate, everybody thinks, you know, we circulate just books, but we're also circulating virtual information or circulating information through your podcast like audio so it's basically just circulating or moving around information and having people have access to that okay all right cool so you've been here for almost a year is that right yeah that's crazy wow uh what are some of the changes that you've seen in that time a lot of staffing changes yeah a lot of staffing changes a lot of also like placement changes like with furniture and stuff like that like I've noticed that um you know where the patrons sit a lot of times we're moving around to make sure like it's a popular um location for the chairs for things that they would like to do mm-hmm. um also a lot of policy changes too like what um I'm trying to think too I can't think of <laughs> well um, I can say the book the book donation policy has changed oh that's true yeah well, I, I've been a part of that uh, so now it's only students alumni no students faculty and staff yeah that's true that's all, all we're donating from mm-hmm. even the bookshare too right the book swap bookshare area mm-hmm. that's a whole different policy like how we're doing that structure mm-hmm. um not necessarily a policy, but also look to changes in the study room, which are for the better with the whole um, dry erase whiteboards there. I yeah. think that's so helpful for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like just seeing the designs too. Like I hate like at the end of the semester or the end of the academic year when we have to erase it so we can start afresh. But like it's nice to start new and then seeing all the new drawings and creations and homework assignments. Have you been up there recently? No, not so. Go up and check it out. It's good. Um, What happened was so a lot of the markers went missing. Okay. Um, So what what I did was I made it only two markers. You don't get a variety of colors. You get two colors. You get black and blue. And I've and and I'm going to see if that makes them stay. You know, if there's only two, they might think 
Oh, I should probably shouldn't be saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to cut that. <laughs> but uh, if there's only two, I feel like they're less likely to take them mm-hmm. because if they take, if, if they see a whole bunch, they're like, "Oh, I can take one," you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, w- with only black and blue markers, they've made some cool stuff. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yes, take away the variety. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, and it makes them be more creative. Yeah, that's good. I'm going to take a look after this. Yeah. Definitely. Check it out. So in that time, how have you changed? Hopefully for the better in the <laughs> past year. Um, I think, you know, we were talking about it maybe like two days ago, maybe like a, like last week, just like more knowledge. I feel like I've been getting better at. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like in the beginning, I was kind of struggling and, like, always asking questions. I'm still asking questions to everybody about certain, like, policies and, like, what to do if this happens, what happens in this situation. And now I feel like I'm more equipped to answer, That's like, good. those questions, especially, like, when it's late at night when I'm working, like, past five, and it's just the students and I. Mm-hmm. So it's been easier to, like, answer their questions instead of going, well... I'm not sure, so I'll have to email the person above me. So it's mm-hmm. nice to like actually know the answers to that. That is a good feeling. Like when you start to feel like I got this. Yeah. That's a really good feeling. Is there something that you're passionate about in your personal life where you've had that experience where it's been like, I got this now? You know, like can you describe something like that? Yeah, and, like, the only thing that's coming to my mind is, like, if people, like, ask me for recommendations for TV shows. <laughs> so there's nothing, like... <laughs> okay. But that's where I'm like, oh, yeah, you should watch this if you're into that. Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like in that aspect. But I don't think so. Okay. But, yeah, that's a hard... <laughs> well, what more TV show would you recommend to me right now? Oh, God. That's so hard, because I have to, like, ask, like, what genre are you into? Like, what... What do you want, like, now? Well, I, I like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably like dramas. Oh. Um, I do like sci-fi. Um, but really anything. Like, yeah, I, I, like, I'll just tell you what some of my favorite TV shows are. Yeah. Mad Men, um, The X-Files, Twin Peaks. Yes, Twin Peaks. Oh, you oh like Twin God. Peaks? Yes, I did, did not. You, the revival was... Okay. It was like not it. that great. You didn't like it? <laughs> yeah. No, I I uh I was watching it with my wife and uh we got to this one episode where at the end like Nine Inch Nails plays a song for like ever. <laughs> like they play a whole set. Oh. And you just have to sit there and watch it and oh nothing is happening. No. It's not even like credits are <laughs> happening. It's like David Lynch has really gone off the edge here. Yes. And we're watching it and, and I just said to her, We have to keep watching. Trust in David Lynch; he will deliver. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he did? I personally, I think he did. Okay. Because I, for me, in that in that season, it's all you're all you're waiting for Dougie to become. Uh, oh, what's his name? Why can't I remember his name? The the um, FBI agent. Dale. 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 Okay. Yeah. Dale. Dale. So, you're waiting for him to come back. And then he does when he says, I am the FBI. <laughs> and then I was like, and then the music starts to play and it was like, oh, finally he's back. Um, so I enjoyed it, but I acknowledge its weirdness and I totally understand why people don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. So based on those, if you could like, you know, come up with a show that I, w- I should be watching right now. Is it something that you want more seasons of or can it be like an ongoing 
Like it's like season one just ended. Like you would would you perform more seasons to it or? It's a great question. Um, not more seasons. Okay. Uh, no. Okay. Hang on. Yes, I would like more seasons. Okay, more seasons. And like, do you want it to be done now? Let's say yes. I would <laughs> like it to be done now. There's like two shows. There's one like one is like off topic from what you said, but like a comedy that I love is Superstore. Okay. It's so funny. Oh my god, it's okay. an amazing show. And then for drama. Definitely to Sopranos. Did you watch that one? No, I didn't. Oh, my God. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I've seen, like, the first episode, but that's all. It's so amazing. It's this constant fighting and eating and in that, like, cycle over and over again. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Wait, do you watch Rick and Morty? That's another good... Oh, I love Rick and Morty. It's amazing. Have you been watching the newest season? No, I haven't. I'm I'm, (laughs) I'm waiting. Um, I've been... I've been watching... I've been binging Bob's Burgers lately. Oh, okay. Um, But... There was this time when it was um, post post my psychotic break, which I think I've told you about yeah. a little bit. All the only thing I could watch, like the only thing that was my speed, was Rick and Morty, yeah. and I just immersed <laughs> myself in that show. And I can't with my <laughs> my favorite thing, <laughs> my favorite episode, and my favorite moment. Is so vulgar. I can't mention <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast, um, but it's a hysterical show. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I gotta sit down and watch the, the Sopranos. A, yes, The Sopranos is an amazing show. Do you like stories about like therapy, like people who are in therapy? I do, but I can never find like a really good one. There was one on HBO. Yeah. I can't remember the name. Oh In treatment. God. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I started watching that, but I watched it when it was released. I think a year ago, so I didn't okay. get to see like the first couple seasons. Is that good? Oh yes. So there was the. That's right. They did a revival of it, mm-hmm. which I enjoyed. But it was it was interesting the way it had no real connection to the original series except for one small detail. But I would say yes. The first two seasons in particular. Are very good. Like I, I watched it before I ever had any therapy, and it was like I was getting free therapy. Oh. Like it, like actually helped me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I highly recommend in treatment. Okay, I'll definitely look for that because I saw. I'm like, how come these seasons? Like it was a long distance from the revival and like, yes. the older ones. Yes. And I didn't see anybody from the first two seasons in the revival. No, but, they okay, weren't. Then I'm yeah. gonna definitely watch the first ones. Okay. Cool. What would you like to change about any Cirque-related process? In terms of library student staff or just, like, in general? Well, it sounds like you want to change something with library student staff, <laughs> so there you go. I guess just more communication. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not, like, the type that's like, oh, if you're not working, then I'm going to keep emailing you and spamming you and texting you and all that kind of stuff. Like, that's not okay. And I would never do that. I wouldn't expect anybody to do it to me, so I'm not going to do it to others. Mm-hmm. But I guess just more, like, an easier way to communicate in a faster way that's not us going constantly back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, like, we can just start it and finish whatever needs to be dealt with and just call it a day. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, hopefully just a better communication system. And we are trying. So library student staff, we have Discord. Mm. So I've been... Going around each shift, please sign on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. That sounds like something you've instituted. That's that's great. Yeah. Awesome. 
Um, so do you set goals or do you kind of just go with the flow or, or both? I feel like I mostly go with the flow. Like, I feel like I prefer, like, given a set of what I'm supposed to be doing and work with that. And then, like, whatever else is thrown to me and whatever projects or whatever is thrown to me, I'm perfectly fine taking on. Mm -hmm. But I prefer, like, having, like, this is what you should be doing. And then as you go along, just whatever. Like, I think... Um, what was one project that we were doing? Like, you know, with the study rooms now, mm -hmm. you know, like that was kind of thrown at us. Like, oh, okay, like I think you emailed and forwarded me like, okay, who's booking the rooms? And then just to take it a step further, how can we make sure that Sarah Lawrence students are having access and are the ones booking these rooms? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. What do you do to unwind? I zone out. You zone out? I zone yeah. out a lot. Yeah. Like, I have a long commute here and like going back and forth from my house. So the minute I get home, I know I should like make dinner and like change my clothes and all that stuff. I just lay on the floor and I just <laughs> disassociate. <laughs> I just disassociate for the longest time. And then like the only time I'll get up is when I hear somebody going to the bathroom. Then I'm like, no, wait, like I wanted to go. But like yeah. I've been laying on the floor for like an hour now. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, usually just watching a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. Like, just watching a lot of TV. And I've been picking up reading again after I graduated um, from my master's. Yeah. So I try to make more time for me to read. Because I love doing that. But, like, when I'm in school, it's harder to read mm -hmm. things that I want to enjoy. Mm -hmm. Congratulations yeah. on graduating. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, what's something people assume about librarians that isn't true? I guess that, like, we shush people. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know any one of us here that has ever walked around shushing people for talking in the library. No, I just yell, quiet down up there. <laughs> I've literally done that. Yeah. Because they got so bad. Really? Yeah, they got bad. They were really bad. And I had to yell, quiet down up there. Wow. With a, and I did not expect my voice to boom the way <laughs> it did. But in that area, it just throws sound around. Yeah, the acoustics are amazing here. Mm -hmm. Just reverberates everywhere mm -hmm. oh my god i didn't know you did that <laughs> <laughs> yeah when things rise to a level where it's just not acceptable mm -hmm. then it's like okay you've got to go yeah so you just got your mls yeah uh could you briefly describe your mls experience and has it prepared you for your job Yes and no. Mm. I remember when I first started, the program I was in is typically an in-person program. Mm -hmm. But because it was like fall 2020, everything was still online. So for the first semester, I was very, very isolated from like my peers as opposed to like undergrad where you're on campus, you're in person and you're interacting with everybody. Because of COVID. Yeah. So then like spring semester, um, they made a discord for my um, MLS program. That way we can all connect. So it became easier. Um, it was a good experience. You know, looking back, I was like, how could I go to this in person? Because, like, now I'm so used to the online ways of things and, like, mm -hmm. asynchronous and synchronous. Like, I love that. And, like, I, if I ever go back to school again, I don't want to be in person. Mm. I do not. Interesting. Um, what does, you just said asynchronous and synchronous. In that context, what does that mean? So synchronous is, like, it's an online course, but you have to meet at these times. And asynchronous is, like, here's the work, we're not meeting up or anything, reach out if you need help. And I prefer asynchronous a lot. Um, I'm not sure, I mean, it definitely prepared me like 
with the logistics of things with the libraries and like how certain things are run, especially like the difference between public libraries and academic libraries. Um, but I feel like... Have you worked in a public library? No, and okay. I do not want to. Why? <laughs> um, it's weird. I've never worked in one, but I would hear stories from like my peers and I know um, Rachel, our research librarian, is also working at a public library part-time. But it's just something that I was after thinking about it, I'm just not interested in. Mm -hmm. You know, I used to be a daycare teacher and a lot of that was lesson planning. And I feel like in a public library, you're program planning and I never liked that aspect of mm. like teaching. Mm -hmm. And like, since it's a large part, I feel in like a public library, I wouldn't enjoy that. And I just like the atmosphere of an academic library. Just like seeing students come in and like do research consultations, helping them with their research, which is something I like. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Mustafa describes two kinds of uh, people you know, who work here. You're either incubating or you're nesting. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So he mentioned that. So which do you think you are? Do you think you're incubating here or are you nesting here? I want to be nesting here because I really <laughs> like the environment and like the staff is like amazing yeah. from like all my other previous jobs. Um, I feel like the one paper, it would be incubating. Okay. But I would prefer to be nesting. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's fair. Yeah. Cause I really just enjoy like the staff here. Everybody's very nice. And like, I think the number one thing, like, everybody's told me, like, because I'm always like, oh, no, I hate, like, asking questions. Like, I feel like I said, no, this. a lot of people, like, you're always going to ask questions. You're not going to always know the answer. Mm -hmm. And it felt, like, nice to hear that, mm -hmm. you know, because then, I mean, I still have that thought, like, oh, I said no this already. But it's nice to know that, like, everybody's still asking questions. I still don't know. It's <laughs> funny. Like, someone asked me where Heimbold is, and I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> blank stare. Yes. Um... Uh, and I think I know where it is now. I think it's the same as the uh, art center, visual arts center. Oh, God. Um, yeah. See, I've been here almost eight years. <laughs> and it's because one thing that can happen is you end up, you can live a very insular life here because it is like a tight-knit, tiny community. And mm -hmm. there's like tiny communities within communities. Each department is its own community within the larger community of Sarah Lawrence, and it's very easy to get siloed um, unless you branch out yourself. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know why I said that. but <laughs> <laughs> um, I've noticed that you are endearingly focused on food. Yes, all the time. <laughs> and, and you're focused on if there will be any of it somewhere <laughs> at a particular time. Yes. Uh, what are your favorite foods and why? Italian. Oh, Straight yeah. up Italian food. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. The cheese, amazing. Yes. Like, usually I tell people my favorite food is lasagna. But it's so hard to find a good lasagna. And it's yep. very stressful. Yeah. It's very stressful. And I was telling... um you i think it was like yesterday it's so hard to like find a perfect pizza place because they'll either have like a really good pizza but like bad pasta mm -hmm. or like really good pasta but the pizza is not where it's supposed to be have you had uh, have you yet tried il bacio in town no i'd be very curious to hear your thoughts on il bacio both their food their entrees and uh their pizza 
Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're in, they're right in the center of Bronxville, um, and they're like, I, I think they're a pretty legit Italian restaurant. Like there are people speaking Italian and oh, stuff okay, like cool, that. Yeah. Um, so I highly recommend it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I love Italian food. <laughs> What's your favorite Italian dish? Definitely lasagna. lasagna. Definitely lasagna. I do like a good baked ziti, <laughs> and like. I feel bad because I like the very like generic stuff, but like I don't like I haven't tried like the fancier stuff of like that side. So yeah, I'm yeah. probably like a fake Italian lover of food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, okay. And, and any uh, a number two cuisine? I guess probably chicken. Okay. Definitely chicken. Like I still love McDonald's chicken nuggets. They're very yes. cheap, so I'm definitely gonna eat that. <laughs> and they're always crispy for the most part. Well, and you have McDonald's on the way. Yes, I'm very excited. What did you order from McDonald's? <sighs> I usually get more, but for now I just got like a ten piece, but oh, okay. it's fine. But yeah. oh my god. Yeah, I told him I'm like, I'm sorry, but I ordered Uber Eats <laughs> before our um podcast today. I was very hungry. Is uh so do you have your phone out like for when like Will they alert you? Yeah, I'm supposed to get like alerts. Like, let me see. Okay. It's just reminding me it's going to be here, but like, I don't want that. I want like you to say that you're driving to McDonald's yes, now. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I know. I've noticed that you're passionate about process, and this is what I what I mean by that. I mean you're passionate about people following guidelines in the interest of fairness. Uh, first, would you say that's true? Yes, definitely. Okay. As a middle child, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, my question for you then is, have you always been that way, or is there someone, a parent, a sibling, who has nudged you in that direction? I feel like I've always been that way, because as a middle child, well, it's kind of hard, because I feel like I'm the middle child, and I am on paper, but there's such an age gap with my older brother and I. So, like, once he left for college, I was in third grade still. Okay. So I kind of took on the role as, like, the oldest okay. in the house. And even when he was there, we weren't close. Um, but just, like, I've always been fair, like, with sharing, like, with toys and stuff like that. Like, I would share it, but I would get annoyed, like, if my brother wouldn't share his toys. Yeah, like, yeah. I can't stand that. And, like, even when I was, like, a daycare teacher, I was very fair, like, with the students, like, sharing stuff. Like, it's okay if this person has it, but that doesn't mean, like, you need to have it. Yeah. Because I don't want other people to feel like, oh, I just have to give it up just because. Mm-hmm. I'm just pleased that I got a good, like, read on you. Like, uh-huh. that, that fairness is important. If fairness, would you say that fairness is a value? Yes. And you mentioned how, as the middle child, could you explain a little bit more about what that means? It's very, I feel like I see a lot of memes and stuff on Instagram, like you're forgotten a lot, Mm. but I don't get that in my family. I don't think so, at least me, because I'm the only girl, but I don't get that a lot. But it's just, um, I don't know. I still feel like there's still a certain amount of responsibility placed on you. Mm. Are you the youngest, middle? I'm the youngest. Oh, so you were treated the best. (laughs) 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 You cannot relate to me. (laughs) Um, my brother Ted might be able to, he's the middle one. So I don't know. He, I don't know if he would agree or not. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, was I treated the best? Yes. That's like a hard, I mean, probably. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what can I do? Accept it. Yeah. I just, (laughs) yeah. Well, cause my dad was rough and he was rougher when they first had the two kids. So by the time I came around, because my my brothers are 
older than me. They're five years and six years older than me. So by the time I came around, um, my dad had mellowed a little bit. He was still terrifying, mm-hmm. um, but he had mellowed a little bit. And I think that allowed my mom to raise me kind of the way she wanted to have a kid raised. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think th- that wound up being the the better uh, scenario for me. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that a lot on, like, the internet, too. Like, the memes, like, it's always, like, the first two or, like, the first couple kids are, like, very cracked on on. Like, you have these strict rules and whatever. And then I see, like, the youngest is, like, oh, whatever. And, like, you can do whatever you want and, like, all that kind of stuff. I have, I think this is, like, a reference question for you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For the people listening who don't know, which is very possible, what is a meme? Oh, actually a very hard question to answer yeah oh my god (laughs) (laughs) i guess it's like a viral video media viral media that gets like a lot of traction online yeah on social media yeah can it be in newspapers too it's also sometimes a concept it's like also sometimes just like a thought or a thing like or a phrase like the phrase i just used this recently uh, you know if you know um, to describe uh, this this thing I did with my podcast, but um, anyway, I'm talking too much. This is your podcast. No, I'm a listener. So. <laughs> <laughs> you you turned the tables. Oh my god, you've turned yes. the tables. That's awesome. Um, so you you also have you also from my point of view fit right in uh, at the library. Like you seem to just fit right in. Uh, I think you're the funniest person here, uh, <laughs> which helps, I imagine. Um, but I'm curious to know if that has been your experience. Do you feel like you and the SLC library are a good fit? I think we are, and I feel honored that I'm the funniest person. <laughs> 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 I'm hoping it reflects it on the podcast. Yes. But, um, <laughs> but I think so, too. I think, like, everybody's vibe at the library, like, the staff is just so chill and I feel like we all have like a common like goal is just what can we do to make the library better and a better resource for students. And I just feel like just like the vibes are there with us, you mm-hmm. know, um, I feel like here I can like talk to anyone about like anything and just come randomly at like their desk and be like this. So this happened yeah, and like yeah, yeah. talk about like whatever or like talk about TV shows. And there's always like little things. I'm still trying to make my rounds because we did hire two new staff. So I'm looking for that one thing to be like, I can bother you this about. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's great. So I've heard you and Julie talk about comics mm-hmm. and we've talked a little bit about superheroes and superhero movies I'm curious, who is your favorite superhero and why? I feel like younger me would know right away. Mm. But I feel like I want to answer the Scarlet Witch. Is he still a hero? I don't want to spoil her. But like, is he still <laughs> is he still a hero based off her? I don't know. What, uh, what was she most recently in? She was in the new Doctor Strange movie earlier this year. Okay, I haven't yeah. seen it. That one was... I mean, I don't really care for Doctor Strange as like a... A Marvel character, but it's I also watch it anyways because he was in it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. I like witches a lot, and I feel like there's not a lot of TV shows that like have TV shows like about that. Mm-hmm. Like I think there is definitely like the OG Charmed, but they made yep. a new one, which I was just texting my friend, and it's not great. Yeah, it's not. Um, 
And like, I know American Horror Story had Coven, which I really, really loved, but mm-hmm. I don't know anybody who's really having like a full on witch show. There's uh, Sabrina. Oh, I used to watch that. And the, didn't they remake it? They remade it. Yeah. Oh, For it Netflix. It was. It went downhill. It was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It started out great, and then like I couldn't even finish the last season. Okay. So it was. Who's your favorite author? Ooh, that's so hard because I feel like a lot of the books I read are by like different authors. Like, there's never like an author where I'm like, oh, I want to read. Oh, they like published the book. I'm gonna read it. Or um, I'm not sure. I'm trying to think of any recent ones I read. I guess, like, I like that book, um, Crazy Rich Asians. Like, the trilogy was amazing. So, mm-hmm. Kevin Kwan is, like, a good writer. Um, who was another one? I have to look at my... I'm sorry, I'm getting my phone out. Sure, Because yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember. No, don't worry. Do you like books about serial killers? Yes. I actually... <laughs> <laughs> have you read the Dexter books? No, I haven't. I used to... That's, like, based off the show, right? Or, like, the show's the based show off The show's based off of yeah, it. Yeah, sorry. It's good. Really? Yeah, there's there's Dexter. Then there's there's all series. There's I forget what it's called, but then there's Dexter the engaged or Dexter getting married. I don't know what it's called, but um I've read two of them and they were very good. Oh, okay. Like uh, but so disturbing. Like some really disturbing stuff that I don't even want to think about because it was so disturbing. Oh wow. Yeah, Which- but Sorry, which one do you prefer? Like the books or the show? Oh, the the that's interesting. See, the show lasted longer than the books, mm-hmm. and got it's it started doing its the, the books. I'd the say the books. Oh wow! The show first like two or three seasons. The first four seasons are pretty really good, mm-hmm. um, but then they just nosedived. Um, but I, I liked, uh, I like, I think the books might be better. Okay. Yeah. Cause I've been trying to look for like thriller books and like suspense and it's hard. Like I remember I had one that was not as good. Like the synopsis seemed very interesting. And then when I was reading it, I was like, this is writing like a fan fiction. Like mm. I don't like that. Yeah. I feel like that's like an issue a lot with, um, suspense thriller books. Like nowadays it's been written like it's a fan fiction. Oh really? Yeah. So I don't know, but I'm going to definitely check that one out. Okay. I haven't read a good thriller book in a long time. Yeah, no, it is. It definitely is. Okay, so we live in an environment surrounded by people who are younger than we are. Um, Definitely younger than me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My first part of this question is, how do you feel about that? It feels so odd. Oh, my mm. God. Like, I don't know. I still in my head think that, like, 2000s kids are children, mm-hmm. not, like, 21-year-olds, 22-year-olds, 20-year-olds. It's, like, throwing me off. I know. Especially because my brother is, like, born in 2000. So it's just so – it's weird. So he's 22. Yeah, he's 22 this year. That's crazy. I know. It, like, <laughs> <laughs> I still think of them of, like, 12 years old and, like, yeah. all that stuff. And now they're adults. Wow. They're like students in college. And it just keeps going. Like, I think now, first years are what, 2004 now? Oh, my God. Yeah. So do you think that's, like, this reaction we're having, like, where we can't believe it? Like, 
do you think that's unique to our generation or do you think this happens to every generation always? They're always like, man, how do these kids get this <laughs> old now? You know, does that always happen? Or because I, I don't know. I want to say like it's unique to us, but maybe it's not. But I want to say it's unique to us just because, you know, the older generation were all born in like 19... 19- 90 not 1990 but like the 19 and like this is a whole new like 2000s thing yes going off but like i still feel like it's unique to us i feel like we went through a lot of changes when we were growing up with, yes. with tv shows and like being introduced to like streaming and stuff like that like those are all new things for us yes and then like now people not like the students here of course but like children now are born into that already yes so it's very so they're already acclimated to something that we like watched yeah grow over time so maybe that's so that's why it feels like they're they've caught up like too quickly almost because they already know you Mm. know and when yeah Yes, my niece has continuously tried to unlock my phone all the time. She's like, how come I don't understand this? Mm -hmm. All the time. Yeah. And they have iPads already, Nintendo Switches, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you you set aside time that's screenless time? No. No? No. I don't. Only like, I guess I would consider my commute as screenless time for the most part. Do you take the train? No, I drive. Do you drive? drive? Yeah. Okay. And, like, I mean, I have, like, a little map on my um, car, but I don't really look at it because I'm driving. But yeah, yeah. that's, for me, like, screen time away. Okay. Huh. What a crazy world we live in. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the second part to the that question is, what would you like to see this generation accomplish in the future? I want to say flying cars. <laughs> <laughs> It was so funny because I was talking to Christina Kasman, the archivist, and she was kind of like, but if we have flying cars, it wouldn't be that great. It'd just still be traffic. Yeah. Or like it would just mess up the sky and we wouldn't be able to see it anymore. And I'm like, true, but maybe for us that don't can't afford like the flying cars, we'll have no traffic. Yes, That's exactly. That's all I ever do talk about the traffic. <laughs> <laughs> but flying cars, especially because... Um, I know, like, the Simpsons predicts, like, they predict everything or yes, whatever. Yes. So I was hoping, you know, the Jetsons came up with flying cars. Like, yes, where indeed. is that for us? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I would like to see that. Okay. I don't want to do it myself, but, like, I would like to see that. Well, I imagine if they've got flying cars, then they've got automatically driving cars. So the cars probably autopilot themselves. Yeah. You know? Oh, my God. It's creepy. Have you ever watched Silicon Valley? No. Oh my god, it's amazing. It's like a tech show and yeah. like it's just showing like all the new like tech um technologies. I'm like totally not describing it right, right. But it's just a group of like nerds, I guess, like doing tech stuff. And they had like one episode where it's just the car driving somebody and like the car was doing whatever it wanted and had a mind of its own. Really? Yeah, it was very terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, so this is the last question. And it's, do you have any questions for me? Oh, my God, yes. I've been <laughs> waiting for this. <laughs> so I had originally thought of one question, and then I got afraid that I um, was going to copy somebody else's questions. So before this podcast, I was listening to all the previous ones to make sure. So I made up a new question. So let me just check what I had. And I'm hoping nobody asked you this question because I'm going to be very upset. So 
my question is because I think you talked that you do like a film podcast, like you do a movie. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you think is one movie everyone should watch in their life? Oh. Oh God. Do the right thing. <laughs> I never heard of that one. It's directed by Spike Lee. Um, it takes place in the course of one day. Well, two days, if you want to get semantic, but um, over the course of one day. And Spike's in the movie. Um, oh, why can't I remember? Is it Moogie his name? I can't remember his name right now. But it's just the story of this uh, community of people, um, this real like melting pot that's got just the, the pressures being turned up in terms of the racial divide. And it's like getting ready to explode. And uh, the police like look down in this community. And mm. uh, But cutting through all that is this story of like love and friendship, um, hate and love. Uh, it's got everything. And I saw it when I was a little, when I was little. Well, mm. not too little. I saw it when I was probably like 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. And that's when I recommend people see it. Because your mind is still, like, fertile. You're not set in in stone in your opinions of anything, really. You're Mm -hmm. still, like, finding out. And I remember watching it, and I was confused by the ending, which I won't spoil. Okay. Um, But I remember just being confused by it. And in that confusion is my whiteness. (laughs) 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 Me being this little white boy who wasn't able to understand the complexities of what was happening. Um, and, but that always stuck with me and I, and I wanted to like interrogate further and figure out like what, what, like why, uh, did I feel that way? And then I just saw the movie, uh, again and again, just a few more times just to, and now I love it so much. Um, and I feel like I have a better understanding of it. Mm. That's why it's one of my five films. And yeah, I think, Everyone needs to see this movie. Oh, wow. Have you watched it recently? Uh, probably like two years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's probably the most recent I've, I've seen it. Uh, it's also funny. Mm. Like, it's really funny. And uh, it's just good. Like, Spike's a great filmmaker. And he, I think he rarely makes a bad movie. Um, and I, I can't recommend it enough. Oh, wow. Um now you got me talking about movies. I want to just talk about <laughs> movies. <laughs> you should. I always feel like I watch everything or like I've seen a lot of stuff. And then like when I hear other people, have you seen this? Like just now, I'm like, I've never heard of this before. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Do the right thing. Okay. It's really good. That's good. You want to hear my other question? Of course. But like, I am afraid somebody asked you this one. This was the generic one I thought. Um, cause you're kind of into like Marvel, right? Are you into Marvel and DC? I'm more of a, I'm more of a DC guy. DC, okay. But the thing is, here's the thing. I'm, I, I don't read everything. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not up on everything. I don't watch the show, the, the DC shows. Like I'm not watching the Gotham police. Mm-hmm. I don't care about them. <laughs> Even though, um, uh, Penguin was pretty cool on that show. But anyway, I'm I'm probably I'm I lo- I love Batman. That's, okay, that's what it comes down. I love Batman and I love Superman, and that's about as f- how it goes. 
Okay, now you've enhanced my other question to okay. another question. So, okay, um, if you could rewrite um, a Batman movie or even like a Star Wars, cause I know you like Star Wars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which movie would you do and why? Which would I redo? Yeah. The- <sighs> All right, I don't hate Star Wars. Like, like Claudia even mentioned this on the podcast. I don't hate Star Wars the way like Star Wars fans hate Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would, I would, I would rewrite um, the Last Jedi, and uh, if I'm if I'm allowed, <laughs> the the, <laughs> the, uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Um, even though I don't have problems with this movie the way other people do, I I do think that. In in the Last Jedi, have you seen the Last Jedi? I have known nothing about Star Wars. Okay, Disclaimer, great. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so I'm about to bore you right now, but if you'll indulge me, um, George Lucas wanted to do a lot of things with Star Wars. He wanted to tell this big sweeping uh, fantasy story, and then it evolved into a story about fathers and sons, and how fathers and sons in, interact with each other, how fathers and sons destroy each other, how fathers and sons redeem each other. And that became one of the big focuses of the series as it evolved over time. Um, he didn't have it all figured out. He made it up as he went along. So now we've got this new series and J.J. Abrams comes in with The Force Awakens, which is kind of like just a popcorn, like, I'm going to give you every fan service thing you ever mm-hmm. wanted, and you're going to see a Star Wars that's, like, not not controversial, <laughs> just nice and clean Star Wars fun. That's what you're getting. <laughs> that's what you've wanted for 20 years. And I love that movie, but um, I have some issues with it. But then the second one comes along, and the second is directed by a, na- a guy named Ryan Johnson. It's written and directed by a guy named Ryan Johnson, who comes from independent film. What people don't really realize is that Star Wars is an independent film. It's independently funded. Um, it's an independent. It has an independent spirit about it, uh, the spirit of ingenuity, the spirit of being at the cutting edge of technology. George Lucas is a genius. He doesn't always make the best movies, but he's a genius, and he swings for the fences with his uh, with his art. So, Ryan Johnson is J.J. Th- Abrams is thinking, how do I honor Star Wars? I honor his answer is well, just make it like it used to be, and give give Star Wars fans more Star Wars. Just make it, you know, sh- there's ships and bright colors and, and it's fun and then that, that's what I'm going to give them in The Force Awakens. The characters they all love, Luke, Han, Leia, you know. Then Ryan Johnson comes along and he says, how do I honor Star Wars? Well, what is Star Wars to him? Star Wars to him is this independent film that challenges people, mm-hmm. that challenges preconceived notions and forces them to think new things. So that's what he decided to do. He made a Star Wars movie that was the exact opposite of the Force Awakens, where he challenged his characters, he uh, he told a story about fathers and, and sons that they betrayed each other. <sighs> He's basically Lucas is dealing with his daddy issues his way. Ryan thought the best way to honor Star Wars was to deal with his daddy issues his way through this movie, but he kind of missed the mark. They both they both kind of miss 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 missed the mark um and we're left with 
movies that are divisive, that there's no unanimous consent over their goodness or mm -hmm. badness. And I think it's because they both had a misinterpretation of what Star Wars is. And that's the end of my diatribe. <laughs> <laughs> that's so frustrating, too, because then how do you even supposed to follow, though? Yeah. Wow. No, it's hard. It's a tricky thing. But the shows are good. Okay. Shows are good. I saw this one. I don't know what it's called. It's like an animated one I saw on TV the other day. Yeah. I don't know what that is. It's probably the Clone Wars. Okay. It was like bright colors and like cartoony. But it mm. wasn't like, you know, I think it's like, it's not the 3D cartoon. Oh, one. yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. I don't know what you saw then. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. You were making <laughs> things up. <laughs> no. Well... I, I how did the podcast experience go for you? How do you think it went? Um, hopefully okay. Yeah. Hopefully it's funny because now I feel the pressure is on. To be funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great. It was great. You did great. Okay. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> any any other anything we missed that you want people to know about? I am not an SLC student. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you get mistaken? Does that happen? Yeah. Somebody was like, do you go here? Or like, are you a student? And like, I was talking to a student worker and they were like, you are not a graduate student here? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you very much, Danielle. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thus concludes this episode of the Sarah Lawrence Library Podcast. Remember to give the podcast a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. Those reviews are essential in us climbing the ranks and finding our audience. Remember to visit the library website at sarahlawrence.edu library, where you can check your library account, reserve a study room, or book a consultation with our research librarians. And last but certainly not least, thank you to you, the dear listener, for sharing your time and your ears with us. It is greatly appreciated, and we look forward to doing so next week, next Friday, on the podcast. Mm -hmm.